Today, the RBA says inflation ain't beat yet. Hello again, it's Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Well, that is posts covering finance and property news. Well, this week we had the New Look Tuesday announcement from the RBA and the press conference, which, uh, well, was interesting, but really didn't add much to the state of affairs in terms of understanding. Well, thank you all for coming um, and for your interest in the, in the, in the uh, board's deliberations today in this first media conference. Um, it's actually a great opportunity for um, me to outline the board's decision to the Australian community and to answer your questions on this. First thing I wanted to do, though, was just reflect a little bit on what, where we've come from over the last three to four years, because I think we tend to forget it. We had a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic, and this was something that was entirely out of anyone's experience. And in that context, what we did was we took the cash rate among other things, but the tool we had, that cash rate, we took it to practically 0%. That was emergency settings. It was never going to stay there forever. Maybe, um, I don't know what you'd describe as normal, but possibly the situation we're in now is back to more normal than it was certainly during those pandemic periods and certainly during um, the dark days of 2020 and 2021 when we're in lockdown. But now the situation obviously is that we're fighting inflation. Um, and the point about this is that inflation hurts all Australians. I think for many Australians, the last two decades prior to the pandemic, inflation was about 2%. It was in the background. People weren't focused on it. Some prices were sort of increasing a bit more slowly, others a bit more fast, but basically it was in the background. People weren't worrying about it. That's not the case anymore. Everyone is focusing on inflation. And for that reason, what we've seen is a very rapid rise in interest rates over the last 18 months to two years. And it's been rapid because, first of all, we had to remove all of that stimulus that we had from, from the pandemic. And then we had to obviously address inflation, which means we had to get interest rates into restricted territory. That said, the inflation rate still has a four in front of it. Now, it's fair to say the board, the board does understand that people are doing it tough. And a big reason for that is inflation. That's why it's really important we get inflation down. We have made good progress. Absolutely, we've made good progress. But there is more work to do. The job's not done. And the best thing that we can do with our tool is um, help households deal with the cost of living by getting inflation down. That's our aim. We want it back in the background again when people aren't worrying about it. So um, looking ahead, we're forecasting inflation. We, we're expecting our central forecast is that inflation will return to the target range 2 to 3% in 2025, and it'll reach the midpoint of the target range in 2026. The risks to the domestic outlook, they're broadly balanced, but I think it's fair to say we feel the costs of those are a bit different. There's a few risks that we're mindful of, and these are highlighted in the Statement on Monetary Policy. As I said, really welcome the recent decline in inflation, but while ever it remains above target, there is a risk that inflationary expectations will drift further. So that's obviously a risk we're concerned about because it would be costly to address if that happened. On the other hand, 
The recent weakness in household consumption could go on for longer than expected, and that's a risk too. And that might be compounded, for example, if growth offshore weakens. So for all of these reasons, the board's going to continue to monitor the data closely, and we'll do what we need to ensure that the economy remains on track for inflation to return to target, while holding on to as many gains in the employment uh, in the labour market as we can. So, in short, by introduction, inflation is high inflation is bad for everyone. It, it, it's still high. Um, we still have got a little way to go to get it down, um, and that's what our job and our focus is for the next little while. And, of course, they also released their statement on monetary policy on the same day rather than at the end of the week. So what do we learn? Well, I think there were a couple of points worth thinking about. Firstly, the Reserve Bank Governor, Michelle Bullock, says that she's not yet convinced inflation is on a sustainable path back to target and that further interest rate rises could not be ruled out as the bank seeks to curb price rises, soaking the nation's cost of living crisis. And of course, this is a similar story to what we saw from both the Federal Reserve, the ECB, oh, and also the Bank of England too. In fact, it is very much singing from the same hinge sheet. We don't have enough data yet to know where we're headed. Now, the other interesting observation, of course, is that the quote of the official interest rate of four point something is not reflective of the reality of many households that I've discussed many times. And yesterday, of course, we had Alan Fell's report, which highlighted the fact that, in fact, there are other reasons why inflationary pressures are so strong in Australia relating to bad behaviour of many corporates. The other point here, and this came out in the Statement of Monetary Policy, is that a lot of the inflationary pressures in Australia are homegrown rather than overseas-driven and are not just goods-related, which are coming down, but also services-related, which are not. And, of course, she also ignored the demands from certain Labour state premiers to immediately cut the official cash rate. They left the cash rate unchanged at 4.35%, and, again, underscored that decreases were unlikely in the immediate term, even though the bank's central forecast assumed at least one cut in the second half of 2024. The RBA board said that while the recent December quarterly inflation data does indicate that price rises were easing, falling to 4.1% in the year to December 31, it remains too high for the bank to begin lowering rates. Ms Bullock said that she was unfazed by financial markets pricing in rate cuts in the second half of 24 and added that the RBA would only begin lowering rates when it was confident inflation was on a path to sustainably returning to the 2 to 3% target band, which they don't think is going to be hit until late 2025. No, it's not a mistake. 2025, not 2024. We need to be convinced that inflation has moved enough, and we need to convince that it's going to get there and be sustainably staying there, she said in the post-meeting press conference in a very small and crowded room. We have made good progress, but there is more work to be done. The job is not done. The board's post-meeting statement said the path for interest rates will be determined by the path of inflation returning to target in a reasonable time frame, and a further increase in interest rates cannot be ruled out. Now, a reasonable time frame, 2023, 2024, 2025, 2026, well, what is reasonable? I'll leave you to decide that, but it's not going to happen quickly.
The benchmark ASX 200 fell a bit after the announcement. And interestingly, of course, the investors were pricing in a 41% chance the RBA would lower the cash rate in June. That was down from 53% before the policy statement. Futures markets have still fully priced in a move by September, although the probability of a follow-up move has also dropped now. So even markets who were way, way too bullish are beginning to adjust their view. Rates are going to be higher for longer. Tuesday's results was as expected by most economists, many of whom interpreted the post-meeting statement and Bullock's press conference as the RBA maintaining a mild tightening bias, albeit perhaps a milder one than in December. But the term hawkish popped up a number of times in reports. It was more hawkish than many people expected. At this point in the cycle, where the economy and inflationary dynamics have turned, the RBA's language on the policy stance will likely lag economic developments and market pricing, ANZ economist Adelaide Timbrell said. This will reflect the RBA wanting to be very confident that inflation is coming back to the band in a sustainable fashion before changing its rhetoric. I'd also make the point that Bullock new to the role has time on her side, having put, of course, the rates up in November. And it probably is better for her to do nothing rather than something, at least for a few months, to get more data to make perhaps better decisions or maybe slower decisions. Ms Bullock was keen to make clear that while the RBA's central forecast partially adopted market pricing interest rate cuts later this year, that didn't represent an expectation of what the bank would do. In other words, they don't listen to the markets. They expect the markets to listen to them. But of course, they sometimes second guess the central bank. The RBA's latest quarterly outlook for the economy assumes inflation will fall to 3.3% by June this year. That's just shy of the central bank's 2-3% target, but will take another 18 months to fall below 3% and more than two years to return to the middle of the band at 2.6%. Harry Cruz, an economist at Moody's Analytics, said, although inflation will keep falling from here, the pace of the improvement will slow. It is often said that the final mile of bringing down inflation is the hardest. Or as others have said, you go up in the escalator, but you come down on the stairs. The February board meeting was the first since the Reserve Bank began implementing key recommendations from the independent review into the institution. Meetings are now held over two half days instead of one and will occur every six weeks instead of monthly as in the past. And post-meeting statements will be from the board rather from the governor. The RBA's first board meeting of 2024 came after US financial markets pushed out from May to June the first of three interest rate cuts in the US, and that delay was prompted by strong unexpected jobs gains, 353,000 they reported the weekend in January, and Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell rejecting hopes that there would be more cuts than previously forecast. When asked about US pricing, Ms. Bullock said the US was in a different position to Australia. They've got a stronger economy. They've got inflation coming down in other ways for different reasons than we have, she said. The RBA statement on monetary policy also released on Tuesday showed the bank predicts economic growth of just 1.8% by the end of the year from 2% previously before accelerating to 2.3% next year. And of course, they're so accurate with their forecasts, 
aren't they? It also upwardly revises projections for the jobless rate to 4.3% by the end of the year from 4.2% previously. The latest outlook comes after both headline and underlying prices growth did fall faster than expected in the three months to December 31, which bolstered some investors' confidence of a soft landing for the local economy and sparking a share market rally. But the board said that while there were encouraging signs, including the December quarter inflation figures, the outlook remained uncertain and the board will remain highly attentive to the inflation risks, including sticky services inflation, and certainly about the outlook for the Chinese economy and the broader implications of conflicts in both Ukraine and the Middle East. Domestically, there are uncertainties regarding the lags in the effects of monetary policy and how firms' pricing decisions and wages will respond to the lower growth in the economy at the time of excess demand. And while the labour market remains tight, the board statement said. And delving more deeply into the state of monetary policy, really doesn't tell you much more than that. Inflation will slowly, they say, come back to target, but it is going to be determined very much by services inflation and other local economic conditions within Australia. That brought a backcloth of China and what's happening there, and also the conflicts in other regions, is worth taking into account, as of course is the higher shipping costs, which will import more costs onto the good side of the equation. So I don't think that we can be confident that rates will be cut, certainly in the first half of the year. And there may be some easing later in the year, but some economists are now saying it's going to be 2025 before we see any rate cuts. And there's still a risk we might see inflation bubbling up again, which might prompt another rate rise. So the RBA's job is not done which comes back to that mantra which I've been quoting quite often and will continue to do for some time. I think rates are going to be higher for longer. And by the way, that's translating into mortgage rates at the moment because some of the discounts that were there are actually easing away. And banks' funding costs are still very elevated relative to where they were previously and their term funding facility is now ending, which means that the banks are also under pressure to maintain margin and that could see mortgage rates even higher for even longer. Now, if you're buying your home in Sydney's contentious market, you don't need to stand alone. This is the time you need to have Edwin Almeida from Ribbon Property Consultants standing alongside you. Buying a property is both challenging and adversarial. The vendor has a professional on their side. Emotions run high, price discovery and price transparency are hard to find, and then there's the wasted time and financial investments that you make. Edwin understands your needs, so why not engage a licensed professional to stand alongside you? With RPC, you know you have experience, knowledge and master negotiators looking after your best interests. So shoot Ribbon an email at info at ribbonproperty.com.au and if you use the promo code DFAWTW slash Martin, you can get a 10% discount offer. I'm Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Many thanks for watching and I'll see you again next time.